Kamusta baka ay pikan at isang balikayang patating sa Fox and Burger podcast. I'm your co-host Michael Demacha Fox, and I am Burger. And that was welcome everyone to the Fox and Burger podcast in Tagalog because today we're finally in the Philippines. Taking us on this tour today are Rita and Drago. Rita is a pinturong. She is an artist and voice actress and has been in the fandom since 2017. Drago is a dragon who is also an artist and has been in the fandom since 2012. We're both finally excited to be here in the Philippines today with our wonderful guests. So let's give them a big awoo. Man, I have I've not heard from Drago or Rita in at least a few months, I feel like and I and I can't even remember when I first met Drago. I think it was in 2018. And then Rita same year, but then like I don't know how exactly I followed up with you guys. Rita, I remember I messaged you a few few months ago, but Drago, I have st- I still have no idea why we started talking. I think I guess just later I, I remember messaging you. Uh it might have been later in twenty nineteen. Um I found out that you also went to Singapore and stuff like that. And then Rita was always someone who I wanted to message, but I never got the chance. So now now here we are with the interview. Yeah. Nice to be here. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first section. Um, we'll keep the order as Rita first and then Drago. Uh, so Drago, you'll have you know a little bit of time to prepare whatever your response is. Uh, so our first question here is briefly tell us about your persona and how you joined the fandom. Okay, first off, hi, I'm Rita. And uh, my fursona is uh, Binturong. My first fursona was actually a dog. I went by Cheese Doggers, which was like what my popular username was when I joined the right. furry fandom. Right. But I felt like, okay, I love being a dog and I'm such a dog person, but like, I want to be Filipino, you know? I want to be Filipino to my friends and I want to be proud of that. So I wanted to pick like a local animal instead of like just being, you know, the standard dog. Besides like when I get a fursuit, I want to be a local animal, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Represent represent your country, mm-hmm. right? And uh, how I joined the fandom in 2016, I was like really active on like Tumblr. I would like make comics that would go viral that like have like a hundred thousand K shares, but like I was miserable. I, I wasn't making money out of like internet clout <laughs> and I was thinking when I turn 18 years old I'm going to be a furry and I'm gonna get rich like that's the, that's what I said when I was 16. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt but you thought people would, would become rich once they instantly no, okay. became furries? My 16 year old self was like <laughs> Furry artists get a lot of money. Because, like, I saw this post on Tumblr where, like, this person posted, like, a furry artist's mm, Patreon. The Tumblr days. Right? So, like, yeah. they posted someone's Patreon. They're like, this guy makes $15,000 a month. That's like mm-hmm. a doctor's salary. And then the, the comment was like, yeah, but can a doctor draw me Sonic? <laughs> and so I was, I was like, oh, I want to be furry. And then when I turned 18, I was like, I'm a furry. You know what's the first thing the fandom did? Like they just commissioned me. And like I've gone to college because of these guys. Like they put me through college. (laughs) So I think uh, I accidentally just like stumbled into it because I wanted money. And then I fell in love with the community and I fell in love with like the people here. Yeah. Glad to have you. Honorary furry now. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And uh, since you brought up being more Filipino, can you tell us more about the binturong? Oh, yeah. The binturong is a local animal that is found in the forests of Palawan, which is an island in the Philippines. It's like a bear. It has a bear uh, gait. Like the way it walks is like mm -hmm. a bear, but its face is like a cat. I can see that. And they're closely related to like sea vet cats, you know, the ones that kind of eat coffee beans and poop, them out. poop yeah, the, yeah, yeah. have you yeah, had have you out. had that no, i've have i've been around those, those. Yeah. yeah they're related to those and the cool thing is like skunks right they release an odor from their body but unlike skunks their odor doesn't stink it smells like buttered popcorn <laughs> you're you're wow yeah and it's really <laughs> funny because like it was listed on their have like their uh natural prey that they eat birds. And my dad was like, how do they eat birds? They're literally just like bear looking things. And I said, what if they like smell like popcorn? The birds go, oh, popcorn. And then they just snatch the birds from the ground. <laughs> That's my theory. Wow. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pass the mic over to Drago and uh, tell us more about your uh, persona and how you joined the fandom. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Drago Tatsuki, but most of my friends just calls me Drago. My character is a dragon, but technically speaking, it's... A drake. So basically, dragons without wings, or what what I like to call it, a glorified lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flappy <laughs> lizard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I joined the fandom around 2012, if I remember correctly. I was searching for a dragon group because I was a big fan of dragons. Because of, uh, what is that movie? How to Think Your Dragon. Ooh. Right, right. Yeah. Great but movie. the funny thing is, my character, uh, Drago, actually existed uh, before I joined the fandom. I've created my character around 2007 inside the classroom. Mm -hmm. Wow, that, that's a long time ago. You, you said I joined 2012, so it's like, what, your 10-year anniversary this year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. I'll, I'll pop one out for you. Thank you. I, I guess we should all do that after the podcast, yeah. Let's move on to our next section, the guest spotlight. Thank you guys uh, uh, for introducing yourselves. Um, our first question here uh, is, how did you guys first get into art? Uh, what was the spark? Okay. Art is, uh, it's actually kind of crazy because like when I was a kid, uh, in the Philippines, we have this thing called intermediate pad paper, which every Filipino child oh, yes. who has gone to school know, right? Okay, so it's a requirement. Yeah. And... Um, in, in in like quizzes, there would be like two ways to cut it. It would be lengthwise, which is the quiz one, and then landscape, which is like the one the one that for like the simple writing assignments. I would like take the intermediate pad and then I would just draw comics about like my favorite character ever, Chowder. <laughs> you guys know Chowder. I, I know a cartoon yep. named Chowder. Yeah, Chowder. Yes. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it. I was so obsessed with him. Like, I think he was my first crush because I would, like, I meet a character in Chowder and then all she did was, like, beat up Panini and stuff because, like, <laughs> <laughs> because, like, he said that he's not your boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. And, like, I would just, like, draw comics of that obsessively. Like, if you guys, like, know about, like, the Project SNT series on YouTube, oh. it's basically that. Like, I would just draw comics of me and Chowder being in love. And then that's how I got the art. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I guess you could say I was already a furry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember. What species was 
chowder. I wish I, I wish I knew this off the top oh of my, my head. Oh my gosh, he's a bear cat. He's what? He's a bear cat. So he's like a binturong. Oh. Yeah, he's a mixture of like a bear and a cat and a rabbit. Oh, kind of explains mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he does. Okay. Oh man, man, you guys are making me unravel things about myself. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm a binturong, and then like you're like, what animal's chowder? And I'm like. Oh my god. Well, uh, welcome yeah. to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's what we do, yeah. I, I, I've I, gone from like 10 to 22, and then I'm like, I was a bit wrong because of Chowder. <laughs> I still love him. <laughs> All right. Shout out Chowder. Shout out Cartoon Network. Uh, What about <laughs> Drago? What, what is your story? Actually, I've started to draw when I was three or five, uh, at least according to my parents, because they told me like when I was young, I would always draw on the floor, on the wall. So basically my house is a mess because of me. Yo, it's Banksy here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I still have that artwork actually. I have it uh, filed because like, you know, a memory from my childhood, like really, really young childhood. But yeah, uh, after that, I co actually continued drawing, especially I've been joining art contests back in my old school in Las Piñas. So after that, you know, I just continued drawing because I don't have anything to do but draw, draw. It sounds to me that you guys are like really passionate about art, right? You know, I, I heard Rhea's stories, I heard Drago's story, and, and it seems like you guys started having an interest in art at an early age, which is great. But I want to ask though, like, what were some of the challenges you faced along the way to get to where you are today, um, you know, as like full-fledged artists, uh, specifically as it relates to the Philippines? I mean, you know, do people there believe that, you know, an artist is a... Uh, uh, a highly respected profession or or you know like like i'm just really curious about what you guys think in the philippines we have this culture of people just shitting on you <laughs> until you <laughs> succeed and then suddenly everyone's praising you because like uh, i have a very uh rocky relationship with my older brother like when i was like a kid i would draw like a lot and then my brother would be like stop drawing get a life or something make, <laughs> make some friends <laughs> And I just like, I, I have friends and they're in the internet. He would tell me that like, they're not my real friends. And then in the future, zoom in, like I'm making money and he's like broke a yep. lot. He asked me for money. <laughs> what does he do? I'm just curious. Yeah, he's a doctor. Ugh, so lame. Uh. Just kidding. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Like he's a doctor and he's such, he's a much better guy right now. He, he apologizes every time we see each other. And like with his girlfriend, he'd say like, oh yeah, this is my sister. She's so, she's such a genius. She makes money, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like back then when I was a kid, he would be like, you're wasting your time and you're always drawing Naruto stuff. And then when I grew up and then he sees like how much money I make and like my laptop is like baller laptop, like two screens and like a, a expensive microphone. And like my brother is like, okay, I'm the doctor here, but she's already making money now <laughs> yeah like a complete 180 from what he said w when you were younger and then he became like supportive after that like i guess the struggle is like when you're young and you don't have any instant result people are gonna be mean about it they're gonna say you're not gonna make anything but then the moment that the paypal money starts coming in people are gonna try to you know be your friend now or your parents are gonna try to you know boost you forward because you're gotcha. making money mm-hmm mm-hmm and Drago, uh, what about you? What are some challenges that you faced? Uh, I think there are people who would use you because you're an artist. Like they want, like they want free art from you, or yeah, yeah, they, they just mm -hmm. want free art from you. Especially like uh, if I remember uh, during high school, if you're the artist and there's a like group projects, 
they will use you. <laughs> no. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah, I've experienced that a lot. But outside of group works, you're basically nobody. By the way, like, what Drag was saying here is the universal Filipino experience. Like, there are memes made after this. Like, when you're the artist in, like, a Filipino school and they all look at you like the Bart Simpson meme. Like, they're all waiting for <laughs> yeah. you to draw. <laughs> they say that, yeah, they, they, most people uh, will probably use you for art. Well, actually, not just in the Philippines. It's common in, in other countries mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Right. But for yeah. now, at least uh, the current challenges that I'm facing right now, it's mostly just the expenses on the equipment because, you know, computers are expensive. Yeah. And, and drawing tablets can, can sometimes be more expensive than the computer, I would imagine. If you get a really good one, if you get a really good one. Yeah, de- definitely. Like uh, Cintiq, uh, yeah, Huyon, they can be really expensive. Also for me, like I also do 3D modeling, mostly hard surfaces, C- CPU, GPU, the cooler. Those things can get expensive, actually. So yeah, b- being an artist, like it, it can be expensive mm-hmm. in whatever medium. You yeah, use. I'm, I'm, and I'm sure the whole crypto phase has like not made that any easier. Oh, yeah. don't even talk about nfts like people would like approach me and say do you want to make an nft and i'm like no <laughs> like it's really annoying because like a lot of people try to get artists into like crypto but then like a lot of them are like pump and dumps like they the people organizing the art like they get all the money and they don't care about the artists anymore yeah mm-hmm. also for nft like there's some nfts that actually just steal artworks from other yeah, people yeah exactly and, and nft as itself like Actually, for me, uh, it doesn't really have that much life on it because it's just, uh, you know, you, you just edit here and there and that's it. Unlike actual artwork, yeah, like there's, there's, there's more life to it, more colors, more expressive, like it's much more better than NFT. So commission your artists. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for some people, uh, being an artist and saying that they want to be an artist to their family, that definitely is a challenge. And it seems like you've had uh circumstances like that within your past uh and i think rita you've already kind of touched upon this already you can give us some more details on this podcast about if your family supports you basically as a furry artist or just an artist in general or in the case that you have not told them that you're a furry yet do you plan on telling them about the community or that you specifically like drawing animals First of all, my dad has demanded that I draw him a fursona so many times, like ever since (laughs) I told him, dad, I'm working as a furry. Like, this is my job. My job is being a furry. And then my dad was just like, okay, so what animal am I? Like, that's his, that's his first response. My mom, my mom's like, like excited about it too, because I get to make money. I think both my parents are incredibly supportive about my hobby, actually. I once told my dad that I was going to get a fursuit and then he says, you're doing this to make yourself happy, right? And I'm like, yeah, why? And he told me, so this is your pursuit of happiness? And now you can, like, you mm. now you guys understand where I get my brand of humor. <laughs> because my dad is just, uh, he, he's like the quintessential father. He has like a billion dad jokes loaded inside him. And like how he took me being a furry is just, you know, the most dad way possible. Hi, furry, I'm dad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least based off that story, sounds like he was rather supportive, though. Is is that correct? Or I'm serious. He's a really supportive guy. Like I told him mm-hmm. I wanted a fursuit. Then he was like, "Okay, show me the makers. I want to see if it's like good." I showed him wow. like a local maker, and he's like, "Good." 
and then like I show him another maker and he's like trash and I'm like come on dad don't be mean <laughs> I, I like this amazing, maker they're my amazing. friend and my dad said he, I don't think he can do anything other than dogs and I'm like oh my gosh dad you're spinning bars mm. like <laughs> yeah 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 you know, it, it's really funny because, like, I think the way that my dad views uh, furry stuff is, like, because he's a Star Wars fan. He's, like, a mega nerd already, you know? Ooh. So, if you're already a nerd, so why would you judge another nerdy fandom? Like, I tell him, okay, dad, what do you think of this furry suit maker? His critiques are, like, meaningful. Like, they'll go, he'll go. Their specialty is obviously canine. <laughs> so, if you ask them to do another animal, it'll look like a dog. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, dad, that is a common complaint in the furry fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny because I feel like uh, me being able to drag my dad in this ad- adventure with me is like one of the best parts about being open as a furry with your family because you get to have a support oh, yeah. system and you get to mm-hmm. talk about your fandom interests with, you know, your dad. <laughs> have you had the same sort of support, Drago? Yeah. I think my family is really supportive with me being a furry. And even like, uh, during uh, holidays and vacations... I actually bring my fursuit around with me. Right, they, right, right, right. Yeah, I see that sometimes. Yeah, so even my dad, he is my handler in some vacations. He actually <laughs> took some photos for me. That's so That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm actually really grateful. Like, they are really supportive of me being a furry. And me, from time to time, I actually make a bit of money from doing furry artwork. So they are, like, right. really proud of me for that. Aw. That is very I'm good to do hear. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone's parents being handlers, I feel. Like, I could probably tell my dad, hey, can you, like, help me take pictures? But, you know, he probably, he probably won't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I've ever had, like, well, I don't have a fursuit. But I don't know if I ever had, like, that much direct support from my parents. So I'm really glad that you guys did have that support. Actually, going back to art, though, I think this will probably pop up a lot in, in your daily lives. Um, and that is uh, how to charge for art. Because I think the truth is that every region has its own pricing. Right. I don't know if American fursuit makers, for example, will charge dirt cheap for their fursuits. But then when you look at uh, people like Daza, for example, I, I think that they charge their fursuits like slightly less for their um, for the, for Indonesians because of the um, the difference in cost of living and living standards. So as Filipino artists, how do you calculate your pricing? Okay. Uh, you know how like people in bars like. They they demand you show them ID before they sell things to you. Ah, yeah. Wait, do you guys do that in the Philippines? No, no, no. I do this, but with minors. Because, like, if you're oh. below 16, mm-hmm. I give you a discount. Like, a huge discount. Ah, okay. I okay. don't price. Okay. I, I try not to, like, differentiate my prices between Filipinos and Americans. Because I feel like if Filipinos want to support their art market, they have to know how to pay the full price. But I will give some leeway to kids who want art because like i have a sizable child fan base because i have a very kid-friendly appearance uh my my brand has been very uh (laughs) funny fun comics for all ages so uh a lot of kids would go up to me and say can you draw my fursona and like i don't want to show them my rates because i think that's their whole birthday money like like i don't want them to spend all their birthday money I, i make them pay like a fourth or i don't know if the kid is like in a struggling situation i do it for free because like i i really think you know as an artist i want to encourage young people to get into art right so once you plant that seed in like kids when they grow up they'll feel like paying artists and they'll have you know respect and value the artists around them because you know as a kid they were taught to respect art 
so for for someone who has grown up though um would you then start charging your normal price oh yeah and like that's not limited to filipinos right so you would charge an american the same price or would you charge them more i would charge american the same price as a filipino but not in like a convention setting i don't know i feel like in a con setting when i can see a person face to face i would like to give them a discount <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. okay yeah. So you're giving me more incentive to actually go see you. Yeah, again. to see me in person. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. The thing about kids and money is that they don't understand the complete value of it yet. So instead of like, you know, scolding them and like getting mad, I try to use it as like a lesson of like, oh, so this is how you should interact with an artist. This is how you should like, do you see how I price you, right? Like, the reason why I'm doing this is because you're a kid. But when you price your own art in the future, I want you to, I want you to do this uh, fairly. And, and I show them my actual art commission prices. And then they go, oh, okay. And so, like, there's this kid that, like, commissioned me, is what, like, like, three, four years ago. And now he has, like, 7K Twitter followers, and he has, like, a really successful comic, and then he's charging $40 for an icon. And I'm like, that's my boy! I raised that boy! And, like, there's a sense of pride. Like, I saw him when he was, like, a 14-year-old kid, didn't know anything about the world, didn't know anything about money and art, and then now he's 18. He's a man, he's in college, and, like, he's paying for his own college, and I'm just like, that is my son. <laughs> you know amen sister amen and i i do appreciate that you have this guiding and teaching and uh this sort of method of like inspiring others to do what you do basically but if you could on this podcast sum up just one little piece of advice your best piece of advice for any sort of aspiring pinoy artists or just artists in general that might be listening to this podcast you can give that to us now and uh drago if you have any advice as well that'd be pretty good as well uh but let's start with rita okay hi uh filipino artist that is listening to this podcast my advice for you is do not be intimidated by clients from other countries sometimes they are the people who will come back to you again and again and then like have a preference for your art style and give you tips do not be afraid to open yourself up to the world and meet people from different walks of life from different countries as long as you're safe keep yourself open but also stay safe that that's my advice for my advice i would highly suggest just study the basics first don't jump into complicated stuff like uh dynamic poses or heavy lighting just study the basics first. Study the fundamentals of art. It will make your art uh, improve by a lot. And I would also advise, uh, don't get intimidated by asking other people for help. Ask for people for criticism, how I should do my pricing, mm. how should I sell my art, etc. Ask for people who know, and they, they will help you when they have the time. Great piece of advice. Thank you so much, guys, for giving us your thoughts about that. And then... I also love hearing the stories about how you guys became artists. Uh, mad respect. Always have great respect for artists or anyone creative uh, in the fandom. Uh, let's move on to our next section, section three, which is where we start comparing contrasting fandoms. So I've only been to the Philippines once, and so I don't really know too much about Filipino furries. So how would you guys describe Filipino furries in general, though? Like, do you find them to be, like, outgoing, shy, or, or somewhere in between? Okay. 
in the Philippines, uh, we have these things called barangays, which are basically uh, small sections of cities where people live together. And in these barangays, there's like, you know, dynamics where everyone kind of knows each other because it's like a small and tight-knit community. And when I talk about the furry fandom in the Philippines, I'd like to describe us as one big barangay or one big community Mm -hmm. where we all know each other. And, um, well, Filipinos are very outgoing. Like, a lot of us like to, to sing, and a lot of us like to dance, and a lot of us like to show off our talents. So, in the Filipino furry community, a lot of people are what Filipinos would call pabibo, where they want to strut their stuff in public, they want to dance even if they're not good at dancing. <laughs> they just want to show off their fursuits. They aren't really shy. I think that if you are shy, uh, an extroverted furry will adopt you or grab you and then make them your best friend forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Right? I'm the shy type. I got adopted. <laughs> I also adopted Drago. I was like, yeah. I saw the little shy boy. I was like, ah, he's mine now. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. So, yeah. oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm like, fi- I love that. I love that. Filipino furries are really welcoming. Like, when... And I'm serious, like, if you tell a Filipino that you're not Filipino and that I've never been to the Philippines, the first thing they're gonna do is they're gonna, like, drag you to, like, a 7-Eleven and buy all the snacks and they're like, eat it, eat it, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Filipinos love giving taste tests to foreigners and they cross their fingers like, do you like this? Oh, we're going to Jollibee, do you like this? You know? (laughs) You, you, you ever give them balut? Okay, we, oh, we give balut. balut to the people who are like who really feel OG. Like, if you like everything oh, I gave yeah. you, okay, you're an OG. Eat balut now, mm. you know? I think I had balut as a kid because uh, we also eat that in part of Lao cuisine. Um, oh. So that would be back in Hawaii. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> I don't think I can eat it anymore. I don't think I can eat balut. I, I can't stomach it. So. Um, so let's pass the question on to Drago, though. How, how do you feel about Filipino furries? At least uh, speaking of balut, there are a lot of Filipino furries who will challenge other furries from other countries. Like, yeah, they will try to make you eat balut. Uh, <laughs> isaw. Basically, isaw is a chicken intestine on a stick, yeah. if I remember correctly. And other weird food that is not common in other countries. So we like to challenge our, our friends mm-hmm. when, when they visit the country. I, I, also, I'm, I'm down for a taste test, though. Like, yeah, the, like I'll try something new mm-hmm. at least once. And then this, the 7-Eleven thing sounds fucking crazy and in a good way because <laughs> we also have some really awesome 7-Elevens in Taiwan. Um, you could spend a, a good amount of money just tr- buying different kinds of breads, meats. I don't know, even like ramen, mm-hmm. I guess, if, if you really wanted to. You, but You um, can buy yeah. anything at a 7-Eleven yeah. depending on how that store is structured and how the franchise kind of... Mm-hmm. Miles itself, you can buy socks, you can buy toothpaste, you can buy an extra shirt, uh, you can buy a pencil. <laughs> There's so much you can buy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. According to my understanding, the Philippines is a country that has been colonized by Spain and the U.S. in the past. Uh, but geographically, the Philippines is located in Asia. So if you take into account the history of the Philippines and its geography, do you feel that the Philippines is more Asian or more Western? I'm just curious what you guys think. Personally, of course, like the Philippines is very Asian. Like uh, we have so many levels of Asian uh, familial respect. We also have like the prefix, uh, suffix thing. Where, like, we call people, like, auntie, tita, uh, big Ah, sister, ate, big brother, kuya. 
Even if we have elements of Western culture embedded into us by colonizers, I do not think that we act very Western. We kind of take the mm-hmm. Western influence, then we distort it, <laughs> and we just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, how do we say this, remix it mm-hmm. to our own flavor, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, you know how co- yeah. cultural appropriation is like a thing? Uh, for us, it's like cultural uh, assimilation. Yeah. So we take mm-hmm. what was given to us, and then instead of like being sad about it, we just make it part of our personalities as Filipinos. Now, right, right. what do we get? We get people who speak really good English, like <laughs> with really um, comprehensible accents in North America. Yep, that is right. And then what else do we got? We got banger food. Except we got like all the cool oh. Spanish dishes, mm-hmm. but then we yeah, just put spice yeah, yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. We put the... Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love the uh, Spanish-inspired dishes in the Philippines, like adobo, I guess. You know like- how like... Oh, okay, I feel like people in Southeast Asia are really based because we have this really awesome flavor profile where we like sweet, spicy, and savory food at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. That is what we did to Spanish food. Like we take Spanish mm-hmm. food and when we just, boom, we put all the spice, we put all the uh, veggies and we, we make it into a Southeast Asian flavor profile, so. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I love I love fusion cuisine because I remember going to Philippines because of the Spanish heritage. But you know, I'm also from uh, Texas, so there's we also have Spanish and Mexican influences. So when I went to the Philippines, like the food didn't to me didn't feel that different. Not to downplay it, but it's just more like it felt familiar. It felt felt like I was in Texas in a way. That's that's the thing. Like, um, you know how in Texas there's like restaurants that are like Tex-Mex or mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. right. In the Philippines, right. every dish is fusion cuisine. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Philippines is how, what I would describe as a fusion country. We are basically a place where different cultures come, come together and then just, you know, became one big culture. And I'm proud of that. But I do feel like we're very Asian, super Asian. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and did you have any thoughts on this, Drago? Actually, I would say, uh, yeah, we're a mix of Western and Asian, but it depends on which part. So if you're going to be in the... Uh, major cities like Manila is gonna be more Western than other rural places. Oh my gosh! You know, Drago, you're so right about that. It's also like yeah. a class mm-hmm. thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I study media studies in the Philippines, and I have uh, noticed this that people who are very rich have a more Western appearance and uh, culture yeah. than people who are poor. It actually shows in people's accents. Uh, usually people who are rich, they sound like this. Like in the Philippines, they are like, Hi, I'm from the Philippines. I study at La Salle. Like that. Like, like that. <laughs> but the, when you're poorer, your accent becomes thicker and thicker. And uh, your English is uh, more syllabic. Uh, your English is a little bit closer to Tagalog. You, you sound like characters from Hayoka. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to watch it. I want to watch Hayoka. it. Sorry, I did forget. I really want. Can we watch that later? I want mm. Hayoka. And that's the I thing. really want Hayoka. Hayoka is a criticism of rich Filipinos and poor Filipinos, mm-hmm. and right, right, you right, can right, tell right. what characters are rich in Hayoka because they have a really good English accent, mm-hmm. and then the characters who are uh, poor and living in the squatters area in Hayoka have this very thick and pronounced accent so there it is that's that's the western eastern thank you so much Drago. that was such a good mm-hmm. point yeah <laughs> please tell me your voice of... in hayoka i feel like i feel like you're a voice in hayoka i wish i, I wish i wish oh my gosh all right sorry i just had to say that <laughs> now 
we've been talking about in general the culture of uh, the Philippines, but what about if we go a bit more microscopic within the furry fandom in the Philippines? Is that more Asian inspired or is that more influenced by the West? The furry fandom in the Philippines is very young. And also, I wasn't there for its conception. But I have been here... Okay, so I feel like the new generation of Filipino furries are kind of, like, uh, inspired by the Western fandom. And also are more willing to communicate with um, uh, other people from Southeast Asia. Because... I, not to be, like, super critical of, like, the older Filipino fandom. Because I respect you. As a Filipino, I respect the predecessors and the people who came before me. However, there's a lot of in-jokes and uh, being close to each other and, like, clickiness that happens in the older Filipino fandom. Like, they're in, like, small groups. And, like, it's hard to interact or go through with them, you know? But... In the new generation of Filipino fandom, which is the one that me and Drago came in, we are so open-minded to talking to other Southeast Asians. We're so open-minded about going to Southeast Asian conventions and making friends with other Southeast Asian furries. And also, like, Western influence. Because what, what I basically want to say is that back then, like, in early Filipino fandom, it was, like, in a small Filipino bubble. Not influenced by anything. It's just us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But now, it's like, I guess I could say we're finding an identity with the help of other people. Like that. Right. Like a fusion identity, yeah. do you feel? Like we talked yeah. about culture. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Drago, do you see yourself as closer to that older part of the fandom? I'm somewhat in between, I think. I'm mostly uh, more close with uh, members from the older fandoms. So, yeah. But uh, I would say, yeah, we're kind of more Western now. Considering, yeah, we're more open to other countries in Southeast Asia and America, Europe, etc. So, yeah. I, I really feel like having the ability to speak English helps with, with uh, quote-unquote, westernization. Yeah, it does, yeah. Because I really feel like, for example, in Thailand, uh, as we saw in the Pukan episode, they're more influenced by Japan. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like kind of not being able to speak English gives you almost like a barrier to access Western media. You might be able to just look at something, though. You can probably just look at art. You can look at fursuits. But to be able to communicate with those people might be a bit harder. But anyway, that's, the, that's what we saw in the Pukan episode. And then just like in Indonesia, that whole place is one gigantic like archipelago where we've heard about furries having to travel from island to island by plane or however they get there just to go to a meetup that happens maybe once a week. Is this a similar thing in the Philippines? Like, how do you all find each other and meet each other in real life? Okay, Filipinos are very crazy because they are very regionalistic. Uh, in the beginning of the podcast, when before we started recording, I was like listening to Drago's accent and I was asking, "What region are you from?" Because like that's <laughs> a thing that you ask Filipinos. Like Filipinos would yeah, love yeah. to ask each other, "What region are you from?" And because that is like a genuine thing. Like, are you from the north, the south? Are you Patangueño? Are you Ilocano? And in the Philippines, in the furry fandom, we ha we share that same regionalism with ourselves. So when it comes to meetups, just assume that the area around you already is populated with, with furries. And you will have a local meetup in your region. If I can recall, 
there's like furry meetups like south chapter or ayan yeah, yeah there are uh Luzon, like a Visa- visayas right? fur luzon fur yeah there's like there was like a furry meetup cebu chapter and like people like saying chapter by the way in the philippines when they talk about their lo- local group i find it so it's, interesting it's very regal sounding it's cool like uh i remember I, like yeah. I was watching my friend who was from cebu go oh uh, I had like a, a meetup, a furry meetup with my friends in Cebu also. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. So you, you don't need to travel to the zone to meet up with your furry friends because you have furry friends where you are. That's the difference. We just don't have like, well, not anymore, but like we don't have big conventions where you meet up. I think that when we did have a convention, people would travel to meet up. But generally in furry meetups, they would just meet to the people who are near them, nearest to them. I think the most commonly asked question in like furry groups in the Philippines is, hi guys, where are you from? Because people <laughs> are just looking to hang out all the time. Right, right. Yeah, actually, uh, plane rides in the Philippines is somewhat expensive. So majority of the Filipinos actually prefer to hang out with the people close closer to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they're even like a Makati first, yeah. which I'm yeah, which I'm part of. So I mostly hang out with people around Makati. And there, if there are uh, bigger events, it's mostly just gonna be somewhat like uh, islands. So like uh, if you're from the northern and southern part of the zone, you're gonna hang out around in the middle for for bigger events, for smaller events. Yeah, just smaller groups. This phenomena kind of sounds a lot like um, in the states where we ask, where, what state are you from? Yeah. Because there, there is definitely a, a difference in states. The U.S. is a huge country. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you want to hang out with people in your state, uh, ideally, because they're going to be closer to you. Culture also plays a bit different. I, I never really lived in the north. I feel like northerners are a little bit different. Um, or I think they're a little bit weird. I probably shouldn't be saying that. But I feel like <laughs> northerners are a little bit weird to me. But I mean, I'm, I'm from the south. You know, that says anything, but that seems to me that that makes sense. And you know, like if I'm in Texas, I'm I'm, I'm from Dallas, right? So I'm I'm probably going to be attending Dallas Con. So I kind of want to know about the conventions and meetups in, in, in my area. Um, in the West, the furry fandom is a very LGBTQ friendly place. It's, it's kind of almost intersecting with it. So is that similar in the Philippines? How LGBT friendly is the Philippines fandom, basically? And does that affect you personally? Okay, so the Philippines is a very... Uh, it's a Catholic country. So nope. uh, what people would think is that, oh, that means it's probably homophobic. Actually, the thing about the Philippines is that there are so many gay people in it. Like, the, the LGBT scene in the Philippines is huge and it's powerful. They, like, gay people, wow. especially gay men, they dominate the entertainment industry Mm. they absolutely dominate like several fields (laughs) in the country it amazes me and uh, our culture of lgbt is like we view people who are gay with like reverence uh sorry i meant the g like when we view the g it's like it's a power and also like you know with reverence but then every everything else like the b's and the t's and the else it's a bit of a different story uh the philippines isn't very kind to lesbians or transgender people uh Mm. transgender people are very much like if you're a transgender woman in the philippines they will just equate you to a gay man and then if you're a transgender man in the philippines people are just gonna misgender you 
like randomly like a lot of us don't even believe in like non-binary or gender fluid or are not familiar with the terms altogether and it's upsetting because that bleeds into the local fandom like uh something that i find like really upsetting about the local fandom is that how disrespectful some of us are to transgender people some furries they're so good at remembering personas they're really good at remembering like oh yeah this guy's a dragon this guy is a a wolf this guy is a wolf with this particular pattern this guy's species is this and that but they won't respect people's pronouns like Mm -hmm. uh in the philippines there are people who are like super like conservative furries there's nothing wrong with being conservative of course but like what they would do is that they would post like hateful things on their facebook timelines and then like their furry friends are literally like trans people and then they would be like oh no it's fine like that that super transphobic thing i posted wasn't directed at you it was directed at everyone else (laughs) and it's like bruh (laughs) yeah bruh it's so annoying and this is why i don't like hanging out with like you know the older furry fandom because they carry uh the negative aspects of you know filipino treating lgbts but the thing about filipino and lgbt culture is yeah we we love gay people but we don't know what to do with anything else like we don't know how to treat lesbians Mm -hmm. and transgender people and it's it's upsetting but i know that the newer generation can change it because now like the furry kids that i have talked to recently they are a lot of them are non-binary first and foremost a lot of them are very open to pronouns i recently had a conversation with a furry that was about 13 years old and then she asked me what is uh the difference between sex and gender and what does what's a neo pronoun ganon i was like wow the kids now are like curious about these things at a young age and they want to be educated about it by their elders that's really good that's a great step forward so I'm looking forward to the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to their futures and how they're going to fix the wrongs of the earlier furry fandom. I'm just Right, right. It does sound like a very progressive way, a movement towards acceptance and all that. Well, more than ac- acceptance, just like uh, the, the, the step above acceptance and tolerance because, honestly, uh, it's, it's more than just tolerating someone's existence. It's more than just accepting who they are. It's just seeing them as a person, as their own person, basically. Actually, would say the Philippines is it's not accepting. It's kind of more uh, tolerant, to- yeah. tolerable. Yeah, because if you're gay, usually they will respect you if you actually make money yeah. or you have power. <laughs> oh, wow. if you don't, yeah, they mm-hmm. would treat you as trash. Mm-hmm. I did yeah, not just, know that. I really did not know that. It's actually really, really sad. Like. Actually, for, for the older generations, that's what they do. For the younger generations, we are more accepting to the LGBT. Help, wait, I need to think about like, okay, so here's the crappy Filipino flowchart. Are you gay? Uh, yes. Do you make money? Uh, yes. Yes, Queen Slay! Okay, <laughs> are you gay? Uh, yes. Do you make money? Not that much. Ew! Die! <laughs> yeah oh wow i I kind of see a parallel between gays and then you talking about your your art career rita yeah it's it's the same thing actually because like the money it's all about the money like i i I joke about this being gay and being an artist usually comes hand in hand so (laughs) right (laughs) you're not wrong you're honestly not wrong yeah yeah you're not wrong majority are (laughs) 
so we really just have one last question for you guys. Uh, thank you uh, so much for entertaining us tonight. What is one important thing you want to let furries outside of the Philippines know about the Filipino furry fandom? Okay, first of all, we are lovers, good lovers. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we are uh we are very a lot of us are very talented a lot of us are very energetic a lot of us are very entertaining and a lot of us would love to meet you and hang out and chat so if you meet a filipino furry talking to you making conversation with you try to give them a chance because you might meet your new best friend that was beautifully said um anything from drago when you come to the Philippines, we will tour you. We will bring you to every place in the Philippines as long as we have the time. <laughs> we will yeah. be your tour guides. We'll go to the, yeah, left, yeah. see the National Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we will do that. We will bring you to different places. Yeah, we, we in our schools, we have been taught every single monument in the Philippines. We can recount them for you for free. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> So before we wrap this up, go ahead and give us your social media handles during this social media shout out. Anywhere that you want people to find you on the internet. Alright, so my Twitter is Cheeto Puffed. It's Cheeto and then it's basically Cheeto Puffed with ED at the end. And you can also hook me up with commissions on Discord. <laughs> uh, it'll be written down in the description. If you're 18 or 21, depending on your country, you can follow me on my Twitter, uh, Drago underscore Tatsuki. Right, yes. So thank you both very much for being on this podcast. We have learned so much about the Philippines and the furry fandom that it has, about its uh, barangay. Is that how you say Barangay. It? Barangay. Barangay. Yeah, about the different... Yeah, but they, we are a bunch of barangays, though, because, like, the furry fans are <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, but we've learned about oh, the barangay. Uh, we've learned about the challenges of uh, Pinoy artists that are in the Philippines, whether they be furry or not. Uh, some of the challenges of if you're gay or not in the Philippines. But we've also learned about a very loving and colorful community. So thank you once again for being on this podcast. This has been the Fox and Burger podcast with Burger. And I'm Michael the Matcha Fox. And we will all see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.